new drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about Sasquatch Casino for a long time, and they're great promotions. Well, they are giving away Tesla 4th of July weekend. If you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. So head on up to Blackhawk to go check them out. Plus, they have really loose slots. They have a sports book up there, a fantastic menu. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. How are you, my man? I'm doing fine. You arrived with seconds to spare. Right. So now I- now Danny and I are going to have to scrap our plans to do two hours of Rockies talk. Well, that's fine. Do you want me to go? Because I'm supposed to meet Mandy and a bunch of friends for dinner, and I can get there early and start boozing. What do you think, Danny? I think that um, I am not prepared for two hours of Rockies talk. I could have done one. Right. You want to try one? No. And then I'll phone in, like, at five? You'll phone in for the second hour while you're I'll going to dinner? I'll phone in for a segment, yeah. You'll be lit by then. I don't know how many fireballs I'll have in me. You'll just have to roll the dice. You'll always come up 11. I will. So you sure you don't want to solo the show? I would love to hear it. I'll I'll, I'll listen on the way down. Be more than happy you know, it's, to. It's really, really, really tempting. Okay. With that, I know it isn't doing two hours alone, although you will be with Danny, but talking Rockies for two hours, that would be really interesting. Time. What do you think about CJ Cron, Danny? Uh, I like CJ Cron a lot. I've heard that he might be on the trade block, though if the Rockies are sellers at the deadline. So I hope that he's not. They're not going to be buyers, might, I'll tell you that. He might very much be the best player on the team right now. TJ Crone was a great find. Right. Okay, now we're on to the other stuff. Okay, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. I can honestly say in all the years I've been doing this job and all the years I've been a sports fan, I can't say there's a team that I dislike. Like people will say, I hate the Patriots or I hate the Red Wings. I'm, I'm not that guy. I don't hate teams unless you give me a reason to. I'm not going to use the word hate, but I'm really starting to dislike the Tampa Bay Lightning. I detest him. Do you? Yeah. Why? It's just it, about halfway through the series, you could tell the, the whining was getting into high gear. They're the champions, for God's sake. Right. They didn't act like it. That's what really offended me. Well, they just stepped it up a notch. I don't know who leaked this, but I'm guessing it wasn't by... Julian Brisbaugh leaked it himself, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, that's pathetic. Isn't that terrible? The GM put it out there. The GM, you know who wouldn't he, have... He basically had a news conference to do this. You know who wouldn't have done that? Steve Eiserman. No. He when he wouldn't. ran the team? He's quiet and classy. He, he wouldn't have done that. So the GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning in a sport in which they don't disclose injuries except for upper body, lower body, body injury, uh, decided to list off all the injuries for his key players. Belmar, meniscus injury. Okay. Sorelli, shoulder, AC joint sprain. 
Kucherov, MCL sprain. Paul, shoulder AC joint sprain. Perry, shoulder AC joint sprain. Uh, that was Perry, excuse me. Point. Uh, quad tear. That's significant. McDonough, mangled finger from block against the New York Rangers. You know who's hurt more than all of them? Andre Burakovsky. And, and some guy who's better than every single guy I just rattled off who happens to play for the Edmonton Oilers and gutted it out. Yes. Gutted it out. Never complained about it once. Excuse me for saying this, and I'm going to be very delicate. That's Leon Dreisaitl. Right. What these guys are starts with a P and ends with <laughs> pussy. That's what these guys are. You know, they the whole not... stinking lot of them. Well, it, to be fair, it may not be the player's ideal to have this released. That they're they're probably either mad or embarrassed or whatever. But it comes off as as excuse making. And I read one version of the story in reaction to this that had a really good line in it. It said, as soon as the Avalanche sober up, they'll probably put out a. They could put out a list. It's just as I'll give you. I'll give you this just off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, Darcy Kemper took a stick to his eye. Okay, I'm guessing he wasn't 100 percent healthy. Uh, let's see. You mentioned Burakovsky, Kadri, broken thumb, Cogliano, broken finger, and um, uh, uh, Gerard, broken sternum. Burakovsky has a broken ankle and a broken thumb. And he, and he played on it. And he played. Without the bro, he didn't play with the broken thumb. That got him out of the lineup, but he was playing on a broken ankle. By the way, do you think Landeskog was 100% healthy? Oh, absolutely not. And what was he, his injury he, again? Well, what he was doing was not even taking the morning skate. So it was fairly obvious all along that he, they kept saying maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. He was hurting. Recovery, recovery, recovery. Yes. It is so weak. I mean, basically what Tampa is saying is, if our guys weren't injured and we weren't screwed by the refs, we would have won this series. I think It is go, a loser's lament. And even if you go back in history, I think the Avalanche, I remember several examples of Avalanche players playing hurt in the other two cup years. Joe Sackick was one specific, I remember. It, but this is, you, you could probably go through every playoff team that got past the first round. Right and find it, be able to put together a similar list. And if there's anything questioning, if I'm raising my eyebrows, it's that these guys, the culture of the sport is so much that you you uh, try to ignore injuries and go full speed ahead. I'm not sure that's really pragmatic or intelligent, and sometimes it can even be counterproductive to the team cause because you're not able to contribute as much as you should. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm even holding the sports culture up a little bit on this, but they sure are gutty and they sure play hard. You know, I think... Well, one, I wonder if anybody wanted to walk in and tell Jamal Murray, hey, look at this. Jamal Murray, it's very different. I'm sorry, but hockey is different than basketball. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, because you're cutting harder in basketball on a floor that is unforgiving. It just is. And you know what? It is a mental thing as well. I didn't notice full ACL tear on this list. That's no. what Jamal Murray you had. had. A, you had a meniscus. No, it's it's still a... It's uh, a cartilage. Meniscus is a cartilage. That's not exactly the most painful injury. Well, I don't know. Have you planet. ever had it? Yes, uh, I have. Yeah, okay. And you, you were on the ice in how many days? I was uh, <laughs> I was playing football and baseball, actually. There we go. So I'm not going to question a guy's pain threshold, and I know Jamal Murray got a lot of grief for it. You know what? If a guy has it in his head that he's going to aggravate his injury or re-injure himself... Um, 
If he has it in his head, he's going to wind up doing it. Or, or you know what else he's going to do? He's going to overcompensate and then hurt the other leg. Here's the other thing. I think Steven Stamco should have stepped up, and I think John Cooper should have stepped up. Oh, and told John the, Cooper. And told the general manager to keep his, keep, just shut up. Don't, do, don't go there. Don't go there. John Cooper. John Cooper and this GM are partners in crime. I know. He was when it running. comes to complaining. He started after the after the game in Tampa, of course. He started talking as if it was going to be a normal news conference and then kind of said, oh, hold on, let me step back here. And then he started, he whined for like 20 minutes, enigmatically hinting at the too many men penalty. You know, that you know that what, was not. You know, the, you know, the whole, so John Cooper is a terrific coach. He's the senior most tenured head coach in the National Hockey League. He's got a background in lacrosse, not not hockey, but he he's making a fool of himself during the playoffs with his whining and Julian Brisbane. That's just unconscionable leaking, not not leaking, issuing this injury report. Okay, I know that you. I don't want to say you were more of a Francois fan than a Kemper fan. Yeah, you weren't crazy about Kemper starting uh, the the Stanley Cup final round. They had two one B goaltenders. Okay, with that. Okay, even you. Even you, Terry Fry, are going to defend Darcy Kemper right now with what I'm about to say. Okay. Is Vasilevsky on this list? <laughs> no. And who played better in this series? Vasilevsky. He did? But, yeah, but, but, not, not but, Kemper, but Kemper played well in 2-4 and 6. Vasilevsky was not the world's greatest goaltender. He was not. He didn't, he didn't steal a game, and he needed to for his team, and so did. And Kemper needed to steal one, but it really it worked out that the avalanche, it was not indispensable that he do that. One team won four games. The other team won two games. One guy had a very similar goals against average in the Stanley Cup final to the other guy, and the other guy's save percentage was better, and that was Kemper. In terms of pure numbers, Kemper was better. Pure numbers. He was better, period. Vasilevsky's a better goaltender. No, no. He, was, he was a better goaltender in that Not series. debating that. Now, well, you, you you can make that case, but, but it doesn't matter. But, he gave now. Up, but it, the bottom line is, he gave up more goals. Your best player on the ice was not injured. What happened to him? The biggest compliment to Kemper is that the Avalanche proved they could win with mediocre goaltending, and that's what he is. Now, you're fooling yourself if you're trying to present a. Uh, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying in three of the four wins, which we talked about yesterday, he, his goals against average is point eight eight. You know what? They're going to let him walk now too. They might, because they have to get so much under the cap, under room under. They have so much room under the cap. Right. They have to get so many bodies in there. They've been shown that you can, they can win with mediocre or, or slightly better goaltending, and they will go with Francois and Annan in next season. I just want to know where Vasilevsky was on that injury report. The best goaltender in the well, world. Well, you know, he maybe he maybe he was hurt. Maybe there's oh, more no. bodies on. No, there. no, tr- no. Trust me, Vasilevsky's name would have been on top of the list, and I know they did it alphabetically. But even V would have been on top of Belmar. They would have put it. If he was injured, it would have been said. Don't you think? You think this? Oh, I I think you're probably right. I know I'm right. But I also think that that maybe he had a little bit of aches and pains and troublesome injuries that he didn't talk about with anybody. Well, you know what the difference? Your guys played with injuries. The Avs had guys who didn't play. Or they had guys who played with injuries and didn't talk about it. Well, good for them. That's what men do. They don't make excuses. Men don't make excuses. Little boys do. Who are little boys are not accountable, and the GM and the head coach are not accountable. 100%. Take your loss. Take the L on the I way out. Absolutely and agree. Come back next agree. year. 
I'll agree with all. And of I that. tell you what, I'm sure with your training staff, you'll be nice and healthy, and then you can play the Avalanche again, <laughs> and they're going to run, they're going to run you off the rink again because they're better built than that team. I'll guarantee you, around the league, this is being looked at with with uh, great cynicism, and det- and just just they're looking around and saying, "You you wimps." This honestly, I, I remember it's when, detestable. I remember when the Detroit Pistons. When they finally lost to the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference Final, Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas and a bunch of them walked right by Jordan and Pippen and the rest of them. And that was very much considered unsportsmanlike. Mm-hmm. This is worse. Yeah, it is. This is nothing more than an excuse. So, so you have one guy complaining about the refereeing. Then you have the other guy complaining about injuries. So basically, if the referees turned everything in your favor, if they made every call for you and you were healthy, you would have won? You know what? You That's can lo- what they're saying. You can lose like champions, too. They did not lose like champions. They lose like a bunch of whining little babies. They have no dignity. They have no dignity. And they have no account. They lost to a better team, period. The only asterisk I'll attach to this is if you go down that list, you don't know to what extent the player was cooperated and knew what was going on here in the issuance of this of this list. If the player had known they were going to issue it, would they have been for it? I don't know the answer. You know what? I would never do this as a Tampa reporter, but if I was down there today as a Denver reporter, you know what I would have said to him? Well, good. You spelled out all the injuries, so next year it's not going to be upper body injury, lower body yeah. injury. You're going to spell them all out for us? Or, or, or do you just want to complain about it? Do you just want to complain about it? Because if you're willing now to give out full injuries, is that going to be your MO moving forward? Or are you going to be a guy who does nothing more than whine and say, this is why we you lost because you weren't as good, period. And the best player on the ice, your goalie, got worked and looked no, average. He, did not get worked. he looked average. No, he didn't get worked. For, for one of the best for the best goalie in the league, he looked average. Is that fair? For as high as he was, he came down he, a couple he needed, of notches. He, he's a 10. He needed to be a 10, and he was a 9 or an 8. Eight-ish, nine-ish. Okay. But I, I would look at all those guys and say, well, and I don't where's agree. your... I'd look at those guys and say, where's your pride? How can you let him do this? Well, you know what? The players, who are, the players aren't saying it. But then again, Kucherov... I know, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 Brisbois said it. If if Stamkos had looked him in the eye and said, don't go there. Wait a minute. Well, what about Maroon? The, the way he slashed... Uh, what was it? Um, was it Manson? Yes. After a goal? That was a P move. Yes, How about was. Kucherov at the end of the game threw a hissy fit, broke his stick, and couldn't believe the equipment staff was throwing did, his gloves right, at the equipment did, manager. They're a bunch of big babies and see ya. Get old, go away, you got your cups. It's the Avs' turn now. You had your dynasty, and quoting Kale McCarr, now this franchise is going to build a legacy the right way. Coming up after the break, Stan and Josh Kroenke. What a five-month stretch this has been. Three titles. If you had the choice, would you rather raise a Lombardi trophy or a Stanley Cup trophy? And with the Avs winning a title, does this kind of smooth over the whole Comcast fiasco? That's nice.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group. Focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. We talked about this about two, three weeks ago when the Mammoth won a championship, and then we know the Rams won a Super Bowl title, and then we talked about, man, what if the Avalanche wind up winning a title? It has been quite a last five months for the Kroenke family. Winning three titles, uh, absolutely unprecedented, unless somebody can point out to me an owner that has won five titles. Um, Do you think... That for Avalanche fans, this in some ways, for Avs fans, not Nuggets fans, because let's be honest, Avs fans and Nuggets fans are are more than likely Broncos fans. Just because you're a basketball fan doesn't mean you love hockey. Just because you love hockey does not mean you love basketball. I think Avalanche fans tend to be more their sport proprietary, their sport only. I think Nuggets fans are more likely to be Broncos fans. Okay, with that. Do you think there will be any smoothing over because they won a title? There has to be. I mean, you, if I could sit here and try to summon common sense, it's a business dispute between two mega, mega corporations and mega, mega rich people. Mm-hmm. So I would tend to step back away and say, let's at least give them credit for running an operation that is better than any of the other dual ownership, NBA, NHL. And with the two champions, Stan Kroenke, of course, winning a – Super Bowl out in Los Angeles doesn't do a lot for the people of Denver, but it it just stamps the credibility. Okay, I'm going to ask essentially the same question totally differently. There's going to be a parade on Thursday. Yes, 10 o'clock. I'm guessing Stan is going to be at the rally. And let's say Stan is at the rally. And if he and he's he's not a guy who really speaks publicly very often. No, very rarely. If somebody hands him the mic, what percentage of the crowd is going to boo and what percentage is going to cheer? Before you answer that, I'll ask Danny that question. I think it's probably going to be a little less than 50% that boos him. Mm. I'm going to say 50-50, right? I would say like 80, 90. People don't forget. They don't forget. They won a championship and I get it. And quite frankly, people are thrilled that the Avs won. And they're happy for the players, right? Even mm-hmm. even when things are going great in a sport, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, or baseball, who always gets booed no matter what? Gary Bettman. Well, all all uh, commissioners get booed, yes. even when things are going well. I think Stan. I don't. I, I think for a PR move, Stan should not speak. Are you, uh, no, I don't. I don't agree with that because then you're almost like. Stepping back and divorcing yourself from the process. He should be part of it. He no, no, should, I didn't, should, no, no. I didn't say he shouldn't be part of it. I said from a PR standpoint. I think he should speak. I would say to Stan, understand what you're potentially stepping into. On a historic day, 
do you want to stand there and potentially get booed? So what? You just shrug it off and then say what? Say what? How proud you are of the organization, the people who work for you, the pe- the players, everybody involved. You come off as a guy willing to willing to praise the people who work for you. So many of us have worked for people we don't like, we detest, and it would really help in my mind if he stood up there and said how wonderful everybody around him is. Now, that's only a small percentage of the people involved at the rally. And He's not him. even around. He's not even around. Josh is around. And actually, Josh really isn't around that much anymore. No, he's over in England. That's right. So, let's make a friendly $1 wager. Okay. Stan is at the rally when everybody's talking. I'll make you a $1 bet he doesn't talk. I'll bet he does, yes. Okay. He doesn't have to say much. He doesn't have he doesn't to say he, much anyway. He doesn't have to get too wide in his in his targets of praise. He can just praise the people who work for him and say, you fans have been great, and then shut up. See, if this had gone on for six months, that's one thing. This is going Three on. years. Uh-huh. It's too long. And think about this. The greatest, hold on, the greatest stretch for these two franchises coinciding has happened over the last two to three years. Two-time MVP mm-hmm. and the Avs now winning a Stanley Cup and over 50% of the population has really not been able to see it. I Do you think this is ever going to be ever going to be settled in the sense of there's so many other ways to get the games now? I don't, I don't even think it's going to come down to a Comcast. I think it will be settled. I think it will be settled because... Uh, a friend of mine is a labor attorney, one mm-hmm. of the top guys in town, and he knows this Haggerty they, guy. They've, they've gone. To, he's the he's the settlement mediator. Yeah, and from what he said to me, and this is a quote. Again, he's one of the top labor guys in town, and he's worked with this guy. He said this guy's the Michael Jordan of what he does. But, but it's been months now since they've gone into these settlement conferences. Right. They haven't gotten anything done in the settlement. They haven't, but they have one coming up next month, and I think that's where you're going to really know. But it, this is about the fourth one where they've gone in with us thinking, okay, they're going to get it done now. They haven't gotten it done now. Why would it change this time? I don't know. But I'll tell you this, though. I was having a conversation with this with somebody, ironically, about this today. If you're Stan Kroenke and you just won a championship and you have Jokic, who's the two-time MVP, and people are still showing up to games, what's your motivation to settle? Well, you, you remember the ancient mentality that putting home games on television was counterproductive. Well, that was, that, that was the Bill Wirtz, the yeah. Blackhawks. I agree. I agree. But it was even here, too. But when, when I was covering the NBA in the early stages of my career, that was the mentality. Right, but, not, but now you're not getting any games. Yeah, you were undercutting your own gate. But you're not getting any games. No. Home, home or away. No. You're getting nothing. There's Oh, come on now. Let's let's be... You know, if you have Comcast, you're getting nothing. Oh, no. You know people are finding... Have ways no, to I get know the pe- games. No, I know people can... People, including Comcast subscribers. That's the only hypocrit- hypocritical thing in all of this, are the people whining about being Comcast subscribers and not getting the games, but, but having the other ways to get the streaming. There are ways you don't to have to watch the commercials. You're watching it basically on your laptop. They're, they're here. Here, there is a difference, and I and it's only slight. And I'm not trying to, for lack of a better phrase, pick a fight with you about this. Yeah. I'm really not. It's. I think there is a small difference when you're sitting in front of the TV. It's there. Yeah. You just press a couple buttons, or you press whatever. You got to make. You got to make a little bit more if you want to watch the game streaming. You do. It's not a lot. I'm not suggesting it's like running. I a mile. can figure it out. No, that's not my point. That's not. You're, just let me finish. 
it's not difficult. No. But it takes it, it takes a little bit of it, not a lot of effort, very little effort in order to do it, as opposed to getting up, getting your computer, do as opposed to you're already in front of your TV, you click a button and boom, there it is. You can Maybe watch, I won't watch You it. can watch the home feed. You can watch the road feed. I understand. You can go back and forth. You don't have to listen to I'm the just saying, I'm, while it's very, very, and I'm, I'm admitting, it's very, very little effort at the end of the day. For some people, uh, uh, I'm already in front of my TV. I can keep flipping back and forth and watch other things. Because let's face it, there is a convenience. Maybe during a commercial break, you want to you know, fl- flip the TV mm-hmm. and maybe watch something else. With that, you're kind of glued in front of your computer. I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm saying it takes a little bit more effort. And for some people, maybe they don't want to make the effort. Okay. That's all I'm, that's all I'm suggesting. No, nothing more, nothing less. But at the end of the day, um, to get two titles in two major sports, all due respect to the Mammoth, although they do have three, that's impressive. But is it even even remotely possible that Stan Kroenke says, "I want people to see Kale McCarr. I want people to see to see Jokic. Oh heck, I'll take whatever Comcast gives me." No, and, and then it's a loss leader. No, it's still a business war to him. It's it's a it's a you know what, yeah. a battle of you know what. Yes, because it's still a diff- why it's a different business. I mean, I'm, I'm just incredulous about that. I guess because, I just don't understand because that's the way he's wired. That's it's it's about winning. Just like in sports, it's about winning. Yeah. I I need to win the deal, and if I can't win the deal, then I'll then I'll just take my. How ball much and money go. has he been getting from Comcast the last three that, years? That, that's not the point. It's zero. His, it's a mentality, with all due respect, that you cannot understand. <laughs> I'm serious. I am a businessman, and I can't understand it because I believe in a deal. Each side, there's a saying in business, if each side loses something, then it's a good deal. I don't believe in that. I believe both sides should be able to win something and feel good walking away. Again, you're dealing with a guy, if he were a hostage negotiator, he would say, shoot the hostage. That's the way he was wired. If Josh was running it, I think it would be different. I think they'd be on. We are sitting here two days after the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup talking about this. That should still... Tell Stan Kroenke something. It doesn't. Is this important? Is it that doesn't, important to me? I don't know what you don't understand. It doesn't matter to him. It's a business win, period. That's all he cares about. It's He's tunnel vision. In the it. bigger picture, shouldn't he be looking at this as a loss leader, as a way to promote his product? What does he care? He just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He's got a great team in Arsenal. He just won a championship with the Mammoth. He has the two-time reigning MVP in a team that just won a Stanley Cup. He's winning. He's winning. He just wants another win. That, that's what he wants. He views the business negotiations with Comcast as just, just, uh, just a game. Let me ask you. Um, does, as far as revenue goes, are they really losing at the gate with Avalanche? Yes, they are. Yes, they're losing. The Avalanche are losing money. No, at the gate, pe- people are not coming. With this team this year, people no, they're were going. going. No, they're going to the game. Th- that's what the matters. Av- the Avalanche loses money. Okay, I'm not suggesting that they don't. What I'm saying is, are people go? Are people going to the games? Yes, they're going to the games. And oh, by the way, uh, they just had a whole bunch of rounds, and all that money goes into his pocket. Oh, and by he, the way, and he doesn't have to pay the players, right? No, correct. So he just made a boatload of money on the playoffs, and he went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. He only missed out on one game in theory, which is Game Seven. Although I'm sure he was disappointed there were two sweeps involved. <laughs> Coming up after the break, training camp opens. It's right around the corner, July 30th. How soon will Broncos country 
put aside the avalanche and say, okay, it's back to football. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman and Fry. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to pinnacleden.com. Okay, Broncos training camp is right around the corner. We haven't talked Broncos in a long time because we've had an avalanche cup run. Uh, training camp opens. Uh, you put July 30. I thought it's sooner than that. I thought it was like the 26th. Well, that's, that's the big... Uh, open house type to get oh okay so the fans can go up for the that. fans but i think it starts around the 26th so it's less than a month from now uh with denver and colorado going cup crazy how quickly is it going to turn towards the broncos tomorrow nope and eh, wrong oh but you're close when's the parade thursday i'll go friday you think so july 1st yes i think most people i think most people will still be basking in the afterglow but with the holiday weekend, July fifth, mm-hmm. the avalanche will become a distant memory, like looking in your rearview mirror and seeing a cup on the horizon line. I don't think that'll be the reason. I think it'll just be a natural progression and and turning the page to the Broncos season. I think the Avalanche will still be in a prominent part of the discussion on a secondary level. Um, I'll agree with you to an to a point for this reason. And and this is a term you have used many many times. Uh-oh. So I'm going to throw it right back at Once you. Once a farmer, always a farmer. Two things. Once a farmer, always a farmer. Yeah. And number two, there are a lot of bandwagoners. Yeah, there are. Right? And those bandwagoners are going to go back to what they love the most. The Broncos. Football. So by July 5th, which puts us three weeks away, right after the holiday weekend, it's going to be all Broncos all the time. I guess the point I would make, though, is I don't, I don't find the two mutually exclusive. I don't think the... The ramping up and the interest in the avalanche means that it has to disappear the second the Broncos go into camp or even come close to going into camp. I think, in, and then the other thing is there's there's going to be a lot of off-season news with this team as Joe Sackick tries to wrestle with the salary cap and get his, bring back as many players as possible. I think that's where people will pay attention to your point. Are they going to bring back? Nachuchkin. Are they going to bring back Burakovsky and Kemper and Kadri and Cogliano? Because now people around here know those names. So because they know those names and they know what each guy did to contribute to a cup run, I think us talking about it on the show will not become what a lot of program directors in sports talk radio would say are channel changers. Because let's be honest, talking about the avalanche talking about hockey in most markets is a channel changer but the, but then there's the myth that 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 we want you to talk about or we want our sports talk hosts to talk about the backup about the race for the backup nickelback 
and that's important to people. There are more football fans than hockey fans, right? I think it becomes kind of a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, because we would agree, we would agree that hockey's a niche sport. Every sport's a niche sport except the NFL. Oh, right, and we have a team that has Russell Wilson and a team that finally has a chance to seriously compete for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, So it is all Broncos all the time, generally speaking. Even when they're bad, there's something to talk about. Uh, for the Nuggets, you talk about them when they're really good. For mm-hmm. the Avalanche, you talk about them when they're really good. Same with the Rockies. When they're not good, we kind of ignore them because we could always fall back on the Broncos. And the other thing is the NFL is 365 days. And they and they're really good at making it 365, yeah, except for except for the moment where we are currently at right now, which is about a month before training camp. The NBA we, finals are over. The NHL Stanley Cup final right, is over. Right, and you have about a month between the end of the hockey season or the basketball season and the start of training camp. This is what sportscasters would call the dead season, where on television you'd say to the weather guy, "You can have my time if you would like it." And then when the Broncos season starts, uh, you know, there's a little bit of rain and they still cut your time anyway. (laughs) For sports talk radio, we tend to struggle to find more topics because nothing's really going on unless you have a really good baseball team. But because we don't, we're not, I'm sorry, we're not going to spend a full segment talking about Chad Cool, despite the fact that he was terrific yesterday. Complete game. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. But you can't get a whole, you can't talk 10 minutes about it. I'm sorry. You don't want to talk about Chad Cool being. Getting his, getting a child, game, childhood dream. Talking to his parents in the dugout or in the. Tunnel. I tell you what, I, I, I'll give you. No, you don't find that a heartbreaking. Heart I tell you what. Story. I tell you what. Hold on, let me see what I have in oh. my pocket. Uh, I'll give you fifty bucks, and at five fifteen, you solo ten minutes on that topic, and I'll just sit back and watch. No, thank you. Exactly. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Helen's mad at me now. What's that? Helen is mad at me now. I'll give it, but you're going to solo it. No help from Danny. You got to go, you got to go 10 minutes on Chad Cool's complete game. No, thank you. Yeah, that's my point. I don't even know if our good friend Sandy Clough could do it. And he could, he could talk about anything. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? You know, on the fourth pitch, Eric. What's that? On the fourth pitch of. Right. The fourth pitch was a curveball on the black. 50 bucks. You want it? Can you do it? No, thank you. I didn't think so. Danny, what do we got? So a couple months uh, back, Frank Gore was in the boxing ring. We got a couple more running backs that are going to be boxing each other coming up here at the end of July. We'll talk about that matchup next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. I was choking in the ground, building my brain up in the cloud, falling like ashes to the ground, hoping my feelings they would drown, but they never did, never did, never did. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda, a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. 
Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, whether you are married, newly married, whether you are single, whether you have dependents, whether you think you have a lot of money or not, I would highly recommend you talk to my guy, Dan McKenzie at the McKenzie Firm. He put together our estate plan, will, living will, took care of everything for Mandy and me. And I got to tell you something, we feel a, such a sense of relief that the courts aren't going to be making decisions for us we feel a sense of relief that, you know, with our living will, doctors are making decisions for us. There are a lot of people out there that do this. And I talked to a bunch of them before I said, you know what? Dan McKenzie is the guy I want to work with. And I could not be any happier, despite the fact he is a Michigan man. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. So for those who are single, they will say, why do I need to talk to Dan? What's your answer to that? I mean, that is an especially um, difficult situation in a few different scenarios, one of which, of course, is um, incapacity events. That means if you're unexpectedly hospitalized or are out of the country or anything like that, you really, it would be really unclear at any bank or hospital who should be making decisions. Um, and so you really got to document that. They're not just going to assume that your brother or even your parents can do things. I mean, once you're older than 18, hostels are not going to just accept it you know, instructions from anyone. They really got to be careful about that. And then, um, you know, same thing. It's pretty obvious, uh, really, what state law would call for when a married person who has kids passes away, even if they don't have a plan. I mean, you can probably guess what would happen. It would go to your spouse in most situations or the kids. Like when you're single, that uh, I'm skeptical that most people could guess what would happen. So they want to be a little bit more deliberate about it. There's something else that you do, and it's such a great service. And I get an email once, basically once a year that says, hey, Eric, has anything changed? And it's yeah. almost like you, you do the work for me, you do the thinking for me, because I knew that we had to make a minor change to say, well, Mandy and I are now married. But I didn't realize after, after you know, talking to you and, and talking to your staff, specifically your wife, who we work with a lot, there were a lot of changes that we needed to make that we weren't even aware of. Uh, yeah. Why? I'm not going to ask why you do it. Why don't others do this? I think that people really do underestimate how much, how time passes, how fast it passes, and then just how often things actually change. I mean, it's a little kind of running joke in my head when people do bring in old plans to our office and say they need to update. I always ask them, how long has it been? They are always off by a factor of two. So if they say it's been five years, I know it's been 10. Um, and then people, you know, I always encourage people to just think back like five or 10 years ago, where were you? Like, were you living in the same place? Were you working at the same job? Were you spending your time with the same friends? Like just, I mean, the things that change my own wedding, and it's been a little while now, but it's like, you know, I've got people who were in my wedding party and they were the closest friends I had at that time. It seemed like lifelong friends. Honestly, I've lost touch with a few of them. So those were the closest people I had. <laughs> so this, uh, this, this stuff changes more often than you think and a little bit more dramatically. A lot of people look back like, boy, I can't believe I put that person in charge. I, we haven't talked in years. Well, I'll give you a really good example. When, <clears throat> when we first got together, actually, when I, before you and I met, when I, when I was married to Rachel, my first wife, we had a, fr a friend of mine, and he and I are still friends, as if something happened to Rachel and I, that our kids would go to him. Yeah. Well, he and I don't talk that much anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so when I came to you, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I had him on my list. Not because I wouldn't want our kids to go to him, but I'm like, there are other people we're closer to now. Absolutely. Yeah, I, n- I didn't have a falling out or an angry argument with any right. of the people that I'm talking about. It's just like, just life happened. They live on the coast, and I'm here, and we just don't see each other. So um, it's not like it was. So, yeah, they would not really know what to do, you know, my, with my kids or their money or things like that. It, you know. They'd be doing their best, but uh, there are certainly people that we're closer to now than that we didn't know back then. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. Refresh my memory. I know you went to Michigan. Are you from Michigan? No, I was born in Denver. I'm a Denver native. Okay. The reason yeah. why I'm asking is I can't imagine you, you wouldn't have been any anything more than thrilled for the avalanche, you know, even though you spent time in at Michigan when the Red Wings are pretty good. I, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't tag me as a Red Wings fan. Okay. I, I grew up here. Uh, I mean, obviously the Avalanche weren't here until uh, you know my teenage years, but uh, still, yes. No, I don't have any ties to the Red Wings. Well, that's how I'm, that, you know what. That's how I'm going to promote you on the show. Okay. Work with Dan McKenzie. He hates nope. the Red Wings. How do you like that for a marketing slogan? That probably is a good idea. Okay. How do people get a hold of you, Dan? Uh, they can call us at 303-578-2745 or go to our website, themckenziefirm.com. Mackenziefirm.com. Work with Dan McKenzie. I'm telling you, he is the best. Uh, tell T we say hello. I know we're going to be seeing her probably in the next week or two, and have a great day. Okay, thanks. Steve Pop. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have signed contracts for an exhibition boxing match in L.A. on July 30th. These are two guys who are all pro running backs in Mm -hmm. the NFL. Le'Veon Bell, not that long ago, was playing at a high level still. What does this fight tell you about these former NFL stars? My first assumption is they need money. Really? Yes. I hope they don't, although I think I read a stat that over 50% of all NFL players do go broke. But I will say this, and I know it's a cheap shot, but I'm just stating a fact here. We all know that uh, Adrian Peterson likes to hit things, specifically his young son. Oh. Am I saying something that is inaccurate? Danny, did I say something that was inflammatory, defamatory, it can was inflammatory, sued? but I don't think it was defamatory. Was, was, could I be sued for libel not. or no, slander? No, I don't think Is you it could true be sued what he anything. did? Whipped his little boy. Is that true? I, I don't remember the verdict, but I believe that that was the case. Now yes. he can pick on somebody his own size. It's a good point. Um, who would uh, win if there was a boxing match between the Broncos' top two running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon? That's one battle Melvin Gordon would win. Yeah, I, I think that Melvin's got a little bit more juice to him. For Have you seen the way he's attacked the media? No. Oh, yeah, because people are saying he's selfish and so on and so forth, and he has come back just firing back at the media. He is salty. He is salty. What's he been saying? That, that, that a lot of the guys in the media are wrong, and they shouldn't be saying this, and my teammates love me, and 
So he's gotten very defensive about it. Well, that if it serves as motivation, more power to him. Yeah, we'll see. If, if he needs somebody to target and whine about. Right. All right, uh, anything else, Danny? Uh, yeah, I'll squeeze one more in. The uh, Rockies, you guys mentioned them. I don't want to rain on Terry's parade if he wants to try to do a full segment later. But the <laughs> over-under the over-under for tonight's game uh, is set at 11. Wow. And it's Kershaw versus Freeland. You like the over or the under in tonight's game between the Dodgers and Rockies? I'll take the under. Oh, yeah. I would, I would take the Well, if it was Kershaw five years ago and Freeland about three years ago, I would, I would definitely take the under. But with Freeland, you just don't know what you're getting. No. Okay. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Uh, their sales staff really makes them special. I I was just in a big box store. I had to get like a new piece for my refrigerator, like a filter. And everybody there seemed like under the age of 25. Who's honestly going to be able to help me buy an appliance when it doesn't feel like they really have the experience? You're going to get that at Mountain High Appliance. They've had salespeople there that have worked there for decades. Those are the type of people you're going to want to work with. And you make it an investment like that. You want the best people to work with to get you what you want. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Peter McNabb, fresh off, calling the Avalanche winning a Stanley Cup, is going to join us next. Drink with the stars, get thrown in the mix and tossed out of bars. Sip the Tijuana, I want to roam, find Motown. 